Thank you for joining us for another episode of A Mental Health Break. This week, we are going to look into how the mental health discussion for men has been quiet for way too long. Today's guest runs a brand offering mental health support for dads. I connected with today's mental health star via Instagram after learning how he highlights support and resources for dads who may need support for their mental health. Mental health as a whole has slowly but surely become a more spoken about topic. But I know, for example, dad's age group right now, when they were kids, the mental health discussion was nowhere near where it is today. And they were taught to hide their emotions, hide their feelings. They're men. And today's guest is shattering that stigma. Get ready to learn all about what today's guest does for the mental health community. But before we bring him on, We have to learn how he podcasts. John, which platform do you stream your podcast through? Normally Spotify. Normally Spotify, if I'm honest. Yeah. Spotify. Yeah. I enjoy how they do the wrapped up at the end of the year. My podcast that I host through there, they give me the wrapped up. But for podcasts, I do stick with Apple because it's with the phone. I try to just keep (laughs) everything simple. They got me there. But when in the day do you typically listen to your shows? Yeah, that was a really good question, actually. Um, <laughs> anytime, really, but I try and do it when I'm running or I try and listen when I'm, uh, I guess, so So really kind of I'm probably better in the morning. I think as, as the day goes by, I think that um, my concentration wanes, but I only really listen to podcasts that I can zone in and concentrate on. So, yeah, in the morning, probably. Yeah, I'm a big morning guy. I start my day 2, 3 a.m. The days I'm working religiously, uh, it's my <laughs> regimen. I'm I'm lights out in the morning come afternoon i'm just not as sharp so we know you listen to in the morning we know how you listen where Mm. do you normally listen if it's in the car in the gym yeah so i run a lot well i run a little bit i don't run a lot that was a lie um (laughs) i try and run as much as i can i listen when i'm running i listen in the car uh so my day job i work in manufacturing i work for a market for a manufacturing uh, firm and uh, my commute is about 45 minutes so i stick some podcasts on for my commute in the car uh i sometimes listen at my desk because Mm -hmm. i work from home a little bit so i sometimes put my uh earphones in but to be honest, like I say, I like to concentrate. So if I'm doing work, I can't concentrate on the podcast. So I don't do two things at once like that. <laughs> yeah, certain tasks are difficult to multitask on. Thank you for sharing how you podcast. That voice is the sound of today's awesome guest. Welcome back to another episode of A Mental Health Break. I am your host and author of the books, Mental Health Week and Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health, Vincent A. Lancey. You can check out both of those books on Amazon and learn more about me at Vincent A. Lancey across all social media, YouTube, and my website is vincentalancey.com. If this is your first time stopping by, I sit down and have a mental health talk with an advocate or professional from around the world each week on this podcast. I began focusing on mental health after suffering a traumatic brain injury. And that is my why relating to mental health. You will learn different whys each week relating to mental health advocacy. And for today, we have John, who is a dad, husband, marketer, counselor, mental health first aider, peer group facilitator, charity trustee, and local governing officer for a mental health provision. He also has a podcast and is a regular guest on podcasts that talk all things mental health, masculinity, 
and fatherhood. John is here today to continue to share his experience, his testimony, and knowledge to help equalize mental health support for all. That includes man, woman, and child, and has also delivered many keynotes to NHS and Public Health England on father's mental health, which I enjoyed learning as a speaker myself. So allow me to now bring him on. John, Stacy, John, I'm excited to sit down with you today. Thank you for having me. That was, I mean, that was a lovely intro and a great start to the pod. And thank you for having me on. Hopefully I'm everybody happy to have gets you, something man. from this. You know, hopefully everybody listens and enjoys it. You have a lot to offer. And as the show goes on, that will just become more and more evident. Would you mind by starting by introducing yourself to the world? Let them know who John is before we dive into mental health talk. Yeah, so um, obviously all of those different hats, all of those different pies that you said I had my hand in, that's me. I'm John. I'm, I'm from uh, the East Midlands in the UK. I'm 36. Um, so I live near the coast-ish, about an hour away from the coast on the East Coast of the UK of England. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a layman. I, I kind of describe myself as just an everyman. I'm, you know, just the, a normal guy on the street who has decided that normal doesn't really work anymore with regards to what the the generational issues are around mental health, mainly after my own journey began with mental health and um, always been quite an outspoken person and decided to turn that into something positive with regards to mental health. And um, my own journey, sharing that with others has, has been a massive part of that, um, as well as kind of aligning myself with that power of relatability so you know i am an everyman i'm not i'm not exceptional at anything i don't think you know which is a great thing it's mm -hmm. a great power in itself and i think that you know everybody i work with and everybody that uh, i've helped along the way i certainly see a lot of myself in every single person and hopefully hopefully they see that in me and can relate to it um i think that's about me really <laughs> yeah it's a great introduction so a lot of big points there and we're going to dive right into really what led you to being a mental health advocate you mentioned you had a personal journey the obvious mm -hmm. more talked about types of mental health disparities are the mood and anxiety disorders some schizophrenia disorders what did you go through personally yeah so uh i started off uh, i started my journey actually kind of in that stereotype of uh i don't uh, agree with mental health being a thing i don't believe in it kind of thing i was that guy i was that stereotype that you know, if someone had anxiety, they worried too much. If someone was depressed, they were just sad and needed to cheer up, you know. Um, and I had some physical health problems, had um, migraines, had issues that was worrying me for the first time, like severe enough to worry me about it being brain related, perhaps a tumor or something. Um, you know, and, and incidentally, you know, I'm really glad that it wasn't that. Um, but I went to the doctors here who referred me to lots of different methods of trying to find out what it was. And essentially um, we decided it was stress related and it was to do with a lot of different things. And fast forward, you know, four, five, six years of my eight year journey since I've been learning about my own mind mm -hmm. and my own mental health, I guess I realized that through different types of therapy, I've struggled for the best part of 30 years, 25, 30 years with anxiety. Um, I've battled depression at times. I have low mood, you know, just like, just like most of us really. Um, I've uh, I've definitely had control issues and anger issues and reactive sort of emotional issues. Um, and I've really had to learn for me at quite a late age how to become more emotionally intelligent and more in tune with my emotions and more in tune with um, what's going on in my mind. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I guess 
the best way I normally describe my own kind of afflictions or kind of problems that I have, yeah. I talk to people and I say, I've got a little bit of most things, <laughs> which sounds really bad, but like, I'm never really diagnosed fully. I've never been diagnosed fully with anything severe, you know, which is great, which I'm grateful for. Um, but I really do feel like I flit in and out of things. I very recently, and I'm sure we'll get on to talking about this. I very recently have been um, kind of researching and doing my own work around ADHD because I really do feel like at times, um, the more I learn about ADHD, the more I think, damn, that's me. That's me. Like I've been probably with ADHD for a while, you know? So, um, and that's not a bad thing. It's a great thing that I'm really feeling liberated about. So, um, so yeah, that's me. That's kind of what I've been battling with. I appreciate your honesty and your courage to hop on this show, share your story to help others. And as I mentioned, men, especially these mm. conversations are slowly building as the whole mental converse, mental health conversation, excuse me, is slowly building. But through this experience, was there a specific moment where you decided, okay, it's time for me to share my story or was it always something you planned on doing? No, it wasn't something I always planned on doing. Actually, the time, that's a really interesting question, actually, because I was kind of on a bit of a kind of four or five year sort of the part of the eight years was about four or five years in. And um, I started the MH Support for Dads channel on Instagram as a signposting channel where I just literally tried to find great, great resources for fathers. And I would post it and it just wasn't really going anywhere. I wasn't really hitting enough people. Um, so I was sat there and I work in marketing. So I kind of know what works. And I kind of sat there and I goes, right, I need to reach more people. I need to put my face to this. I need to start telling my story. I need to start telling people, you know, I'm a dad too. This is run by a dad who's actually has mental health issues and has down days. And the pivotal moment, I think, was um, after I introduced myself to the channel, I did a post where I was having a really bad day. Uh, one summer it was the summer just after covid started i believe or maybe it was uh -huh. the year before maybe a couple of years ago uh, and i was sat in my garden and my wife had taken a picture of my daughter and it was a beautiful picture of her playing in the garden and in the background i was sat there on a chair and i was just slumped in the chair on my phone and i looked so sad and so upset with life and that picture you know spoke a thousand words my wife my daughter playing happily and me in the background really struggling on that day and to, to to describe what I was struggling with on that day nothing it was my demons it was just nothing had triggered that it was just what was going on and I was just having a horrible day and um I had to uh, articulate it I needed to articulate it. it felt great to articulate it and from that moment on, my channel just kind of upward trajectory. Lots of people messaging me, lots of people commenting, lots of amazing connections, hundreds of amazing connections like yourself, you know, where yeah. people had followed me, I'd follow them back, great content flying around. And then that's just it. It's just snowballs. And it's literally led me to that long old list of hats that I've got since because I've realized that actually just telling my story, but learning along the way, learning from other people and inspiring them with my story, but inspiring them with knowledge and theory too um it just is a, is a great help that help of community you know that help of like people helping people um i just think is just insanely amazing so that's that's the pivotal point for me i think yeah definitely the conversation goes a long way one of my many motivations for starting this podcast one of the many goals i have for it is for people to relate with my guests no matter how it is where they're from what they went through how they're overcoming it what they overcome you name it the guests mm -hmm. can help you because you learn from firsthand experiences. Books go a long way. I'm a career academic. If it was free, I'd go to school forever. But certain <laughs> things you need to experience firsthand. For example, I heard from a lot of doctors what may happen with my TBI. 
traumatic brain injury for everyone who's new to the show, what would happen, what could happen. But I had very few firsthand interaction from someone what they actually went through, which would have alleviated a lot of stress and uncertainty mm-hmm. from it. So you're doing a big service, but you've obviously yeah. learned, a, you've learned a lot in your eight years on this journey. Yeah. What are some mm-hmm. things that work well for you, either short term or long term? Please share. Yeah, I think I think one thing I've really learned is, uh, I mean, obviously there's a, there's a real big obvious elephant in the room sometimes, and that is that we don't talk enough, we don't open up enough, we don't talk, and I have become, I guess, a lot more shrewd in how I talk. So I've always been able to talk, um, but I've never been able to talk effectively about what I really want to speak about. Um, so I've become really good at doing that as well as become a lot better at listening. Yeah. Um, so a lot more active listening, a lot more actual kind of like, you know, resource yeah. information, staying in kind of thing rather than zoning out, just letting it look like I'm listening, you know. Um, but I think the short term, long term tools, I mean, long term, th- those are long term. I mean, I, I think those those talking and listening things, everybody should be doing that all the time. Um, short term, you know, I massively prescribe to finding your own method of relaxation you know whether that's meditation yoga mm. breathing exercises and everything in between um, i'm a very 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 big advocate of originality in there so there's a load of techniques there's a load of techniques out there and i think they're all amazing and they all work for certain people the huge thing that i tell people is that all of these things might not work for you so yeah. make them work for you make them work for you like Take something like the box breathing technique. If you've never heard of it, it's basically where you breathe in a box. I'm sure you know what I mean. But um, if somebody Googled that right now, you'd find three or four different ways of doing it. And yep. my advice to people is make your own way, make your own way. So I tell people the basics and I basically say, learn your own way. So my little weird things that I do, and I call them weird because they are my little weird things. I stand in the mirror at night before I go to bed and I'm brushing my teeth. And I do my journaling in my mind and in a monologue. I never journal. I can't write it down. I just don't like that kind of diarizing things. Um, don't know why, but I just don't don't resonate with it. Right, so right. I stand in that I stand in that mirror and I reflect on the day and I journal the day and I take some gratitude. I take some. I look at the negatives. I see if I can learn from it. For that two minutes, I'm zoned out. I'm talking to myself eye to eye, and it can either be in my mind or it can be vocal. And I can have a quick chat. And it's private. I'm in the bathroom. You know, it's just the way it works for me. And I go to bed when I have those moments, feeling very relaxed and, and, and moved on from the day. Um, you know, I don't always do it. I don't always need to do it, but it's a very good little technique I've picked up and developed. So, Well, an amazing point you said there was what works for some doesn't always work for everyone. Everyone is unique. All of our brains are unique. There is no one brain like another brain. Try a bunch of things. The worst thing that happens is you don't enjoy it. Nothing's changed. The best thing that happens is you find a new practice that can not only improve yourself mentally, but physically, because when you think well, you feel well. But I mentioned how he's involved in a lot of support groups for fathers doing a big push on that front. What else are you working on to raise awareness for the importance of mental health here, John? Yeah, so I have my uh, my own company locally. It's called a called a CIC in the UK, which is a community interest company. So okay. um, it's a non-profit. Um, it's a re- it has a revenue stream, but that money goes straight into activities. But it's called Mentalk Links. So Lincolnshire is where I'm based. So Mentalk Links, and uh, it is prioritising men's activity and men's mental health generally. But um, it actually doesn't exclude. So we do stuff for women. We do stuff for children. I do a schools project within that where I work with teenagers. Um, we do activity based talking groups and private sort of 
counseling, 12 week development programs, all these different things. Um, so that's my main sort of labor of love right now on the side of my actual day job. So a lot of my time goes into that. Um, and essentially what we want to do eventually, it's only been going about a year, um, is we want to do, we want to expand it as a franchise around the UK, um, where as a franchise, that's as a awesome. nonprofit franchise, every county that needs it, can have this and it can make its own money yes it'll have charitable money and donations everywhere because people want to give money which is fantastic but it'll work with local communities and local businesses to encourage more mental health and encourage more talking and encourage more mental health activities for men women and children um it's a completely it's a completely novel method it's not done anywhere else that i've ever come across it's done very similar in smaller brackets so like around certain things and niches but we don't have niches we just do everything that we can and we get volunteers involved to do whatever we can as well um yeah that's my big thing at the minute so you're a very big thinker you have very ambitious goals and i think that as well is good for your mental health because if you have a purpose in life you push and you gravitate yourself till that moment that goals until it's manifested Thank you for the inspiration there. You've been inspiring me the whole show. And now <laughs> our audience has the opportunity to get your take on this week's Spotlight Story. If this is your first show with us. Every single episode, I share the Spotlight Story of someone who's famous or in the celebrity light of some sort, because I want to let you know you are not alone. You have to understand that even though someone looks healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside, too. This write-up is going to be on the host of ABC's Extreme Makeover, Ty Pennington. And there was a lot going on in this article. I'm going to share some many key points. In his childhood, he didn't know he had ADHD. In grade school, his hyperactivity seemed that it was in the way of everything he tried to accomplish. And because of this, he spent a lot of time in detention, I learned. By his own account, he says he swung on the blinds, ran out of the classroom, playfully slapped other students on the back of the head. This is a quote I'm reading um, when he was speaking to the Huffington Post about the ADHD as a kid. My mom was studying to be a child psychologist and she went to my elementary school to test the worst kid they have. They were like, Mrs. Pennington, you really don't want to know who that is. <laughs> they let her observe me through a window and within 20 minutes, I stripped naked, wore my desk around and swung on the blinds. I was just a complete distraction to all the other students. Back then, they didn't even know what to call it. They put me on antisamines to try and make me drowsy. They tried everything. It certainly affected my confidence and my belief in myself. When everyone's afraid you're going to hurt yourself from just mowing the lawn, you start to believe them. Once I figured out that I was pretty decent at art and people would be interested in hiring me, I realized I had skills besides injuring myself. What's kind of funny is that I ended up working with my power tools to pay my way through art school and still have all my digits. <laughs> A lot going on here. What do you take away from this? Yeah, I just think I think it's brilliant that um, I guess in his life, he's older now, isn't he? And that he's kind of coming to that conclusion of that this has been like a steering thing throughout my life. And I think the beauty of that story is like, he's found power and, and control, I guess, in that lack of control. Um, one thing I do talk a lot about with schools and talk about with teaching staff and things like that is how rigid sometimes curriculum is for lots of different, you know, neurological uh, type people, you know, and, you know, th there's a lot of work trying to be done, don't get me wrong, to try and include as many different people and lots of different learning methods and things like that. But a lot of adults are now 
being diagnosed with what we know quite late in their lives, if you want to call it late in their lives. And I think that it's kind of really great in a way that we're able to be open-minded enough to, to listen to those late diagnoses, if you want to call yeah. them, and actually empower ourselves with them. Um, a friend of mine who's in his 40s has recently been diagnosed with ADHD, and he really, really struggled with the diagnosis. He didn't like it. He It sent him very depressed. He was kind of very down about it. Um, but coming out the other end, he's a different person. He is so empowered and so inspirational now because he gets it so much more Absolutely. and he gets he gets the history of his 40 odd years a yes, lot more it's it makes like, sense now yeah yeah so i can totally relate i've had issues like that recently um totally in a different way to ty pennington i've got to say i don't remember ever swinging from the from the the window ledges and things like that but um and being naked in school i was quite good in school but i definitely was distracted <laughs> in a lot of ways and i definitely felt like i needed to have lots going on hence why i do loads of stuff now yeah i always need to fill my mind um and actually that's a big side of it so yeah i'm kind of looking into it now <laughs> it's interesting well, it's a great analysis and i'm glad that i was able to pick an article that resonated with you a little bit because that analysis was great i need to thank you for that but of course thank you so much for taking the time to meet and sit down with my audience today i also appreciate of course what you're doing with dads you stress what works for some does not work for all and that's in everything in life don't give up and there's something for you yeah there's a phrase there's a phrase I always say to people, there's no such thing as trial and error. Every single trial that you make, if it's a negative trial, laugh at it, smile at it, think to yourself, great, this is something that I never have to do again because it doesn't work for me. And just keep trying something else. Try, try, try. Yeah. With that, man, I have to stop right now and ask you for your last word before we find out how to get in touch with you. Yeah, sure. I think the one thing I want to leave everybody with is just to talk more. And, you know, what I talk to people about is how you can do that. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is to try and not always succeed because it's impossible to always succeed, but try to remove emotion from those conversations and you will get more progress with those conversations. So I use this method called the prefix. Every time you have to have a difficult, difficult conversation with anybody about anything that's deep within your yep. psyche, your mind, your brain, your gut, whatever prefix the conversation say i really need to talk to you about something really important i don't want you to freak out i don't want you to change your mind i want you to just be an open mind and listen as much as possible and understand that this is hard for me and prefix it with as much information as you need to make them understand this is hard for you and that person will be more open to those responses that may come their way and talk more and just keep those methods going don't just blurt things out and throw things at people I love the advice. Thank you, John. Would you now mind please taking the time to share where they can find your podcast, where they can find your guests on podcast, everything you got going on, social media, you name it. Sure. So um, I'm MH, that's uh, Mike Hotel, support for dads. So support for dads um, on Instagram. That's number four uh, on Instagram, MH support for dads. Uh, I'm also kind of my, my company is Mentalk Links. And even if you're around the world, like just have a look on Mentalk Links on our socials, because on all socials, actually, some of the content it will always resonate with everybody around the world. But obviously, we are physically attributed to our county. Um but the big thing for me is um, kind of my podcast at the moment. And I really want to kind of reiterate that it's called We Don't Do Deep. And it's basically where we get guests on who work in the sphere of mental health and we have a rest. We have a respite. We have a bit of fun and we talk about them. We get behind the curtains. We we you know, we, we get to know them a bit more within their mind, too, because often when you come across great advocates, all they ever do is talk about mental health. And that's great. That's fantastic but we need to rest also. And I guess what we're trying to subtly get across to the audience 
is you need to rest as well. You know, you need to chill. You need to have a bit of fun and just do your best to just relax. So we don't do deep on all the socials. Check that out. Thank you for sharing that. Everyone be sure to check out all that content. There's a lot of value there, not just for dads, as you found out today. And while you're on social media, check us out too. I am at Vincent A. Lancy for all social media, YouTube. The website is vincentalancy.com. The show you can find on my website or at a mental health break on all social media, except for Twitter. We're at Podcast by Lancy. So you have updates from everything I do on my shows, including YouTube. My latest books, Mental Health Week, Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health. They're on Amazon now. You can get through them on Amazon or my website. Let me know what you think. And with that, thank you for listening. We will see you next week on a mental health break. John, thank you for joining us once again. Thank you for having me, Vincent.